Hey, Kickstarter. Let's do this again. We're on our fourth voyage now. The response to what began as a humble webcomic was pretty overwhelming, I am not going to lie. We never expected the level of enthusiasm that we saw. Because of you guys, we printed three issues in this twisted tale, and now we're ready to do it again. If you're new to this series, Moby Dick Back from the Deep tells the story of the white whale returning in modern times, now as a zombified beast causing chaos and devastation wherever it goes. It's told through the eyes of Catherine Barlow, a resident of White Sands Beach and the daughter of the town mayor. Thanks to the whale, she's seen chaos, death, and loss. Of course, it's not a Moby Dick story without Captain Ahab, which brings us to this issue. In this chapter, Catherine sets sail with Ahab and his undead crew aboard the Pequot, a ghost ship that appeared shortly after Moby Dick. Once again, our story is brought to life by the spectacular haunting artwork of Joe Billiston, the mastermind behind Brave New Garage Studio. Expect sea monsters, terror, and if I may be so bold, a little bit of heart. So check us out. We'd love to welcome you aboard. And I'll leave you with these closing words of wisdom from Ahaz himself. I ain't here to flip no birds or sit no serve Hope the future generations can get this urge Stay woke, youngin' and avenge these nerds, uh Nice little opening there No, that was excited That trailer from Matt, man, that's some That's some some fucking production value right there Yo, (laughs) shout out to Matt, man Shout out to Matt Shore. Um, guys, check out the Kickstarter link. It is in the description um, at the end of this episode. Make sure you guys checked it out um, to get access to that Kickstarter. I mean, who wouldn't want to get a comic that has a zombie Moby Dick in it? Who wouldn't? Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> so um, before we introduce everyone who is on our panel today, um, just some quick announcements. So make sure you guys check out the Nerds Network. The description is there. Um, it has some great podcast shows and streams to check out, follow, like, and subscribe, um, which includes the Medusa's Cascade. Uh, the Medusa's Cascade has how many episodes out now? We A lot. 17? <laughs> I think 17 and the 18 drops this week, if I'm not mistaken. It also takes you to not, not also uh, including the uh, collateral recap, which yep. has like I think seven episodes out, something like yeah. that. Yeah. So make sure you guys are tuning in on that. Um, so without further ado, we want to bring out our guest because um, there is some stuff I do want to get into with this show because we're going to be talking about what guys Falcon and Captain and Bucky. All right, Winter Soldier. I'm all messed up. I'm messed up. I'm Falcon sorry. It's Tuesday. And the Winter Soldier. Slow The Star Spangled Man. Listen, I'm hyped because it's Tuesday. I'm here with my boys, and we got more of my boys coming out from the background. So our first boy that we're going to bring out, you can hear him on the official podcast for Big Apple Comic Con. Give it up for Mark Torres from It Came for the Radio. Mark, what's up? Welcome. Hello, hello, hello. hello. And that would be um, Black Falcon and the White Wolf. Yes. There we go. Yes. yes. <laughs> that's, that's, I, I, or, or, or White I, Panther. Yo, I love that. We were just like, nah, White Wolf. <laughs> like, we're not doing this right now. The next gentleman I'm bringing out, um, you guys have seen him on the con circuit. They're also always doing some awesome interviews with people. He's always smiles and always great for a big hug. Give it up for the written Ralph himself. Ralph, what's up? It's Ralph, live from my set of the written writ here, talking to you guys, the nerds of the round. (laughs) There we go. Look at that intro right there. The the gravitas (laughs) of a voice. Look at that. For real. So, guys, um, so again, with the opening of this episode with John Walker being celebrated, giving um, an interview at a football stadium at his old high school, um, how did you guys feel with this opening with the episode and all that? Did you feel like it set the tone? Um, Mark, we will start with you. I think um, it did set the tone really well of the, the character. I mean, I've read the comics, so you kind of know what's going to happen. But as, as I always like to say, 
if it's in the comic, it, it, you can have it in the show. However, if it's not in the comic, you can still go off on a tangent. And so it's just up to the audience to whether they like it or not. So right now, I like what they're presenting, which wasn't in the comic at all. And I think that it set the, the type of character. And as we even went along in that episode, you kind of saw his arc from what he started off as and what we wound up with. Oh, Ralph. I have to agree, you know, um, as I was watching U.S. Agent, um, I'm not going to call him the other name because he's not. Say that <laughs> not my cat. He's not captain, I'll tell you that. As I was watching him, I'm like, okay, he looks, he looks pretty decent. He, he looks all American. And as you start to watch, you're like, oh, I see, I see what he's turning into, Mister. Uh, uh, yeah, okay, uh, I, I can see it now. And by the time you, he's talking to um, Falcon and Bucky, you're like, there it goes. I was waiting for that, and now there is the a hole. Law. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> I said it since last week. He gives me major Homelander vibes. <laughs> so, like, off the rip, I was just, like, watching, like, the beginning of the of the episode. And I was just like, don't humanize this man to me. Like, fuck this guy. <laughs> but, like, it was, I, I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to make it so, like, he's not fully, like, the bad guy. Like, he's he's not the bad guy until he realizes, oh, shit, I'm the bad guy kind of thing. Where you like you sympathize, you empathize with him for a little bit, and then you're just like, oh, you get the like sour taste in your mouth towards the end of the episode where you're like, yo, Bucky, just clean his clock, please. Like, <laughs> yo, he was like, he was like, yo, I got this vibrating arm. What's up? Like, Bucky wanted all the smoke, and I'm here for it. Tony, Tony, it, it, <clears throat> um. I mean, I don't know, man. We got Wish Captain America over here. I, <laughs> I, I'm not. I mean, I get, I get what they're trying to do before he becomes U.S. agent or Homelander adjacent. Like they're trying to humanize him and like bringing him into his locker room with his football team, and he's peeling the thing. You're like, oh, okay, it's kind of like a Rudy type of thing. I'm like, nah, man, I'm not here for this shit. And he goes on to Cap. He goes on to Good Morning America, and he's like, Good morning. America, I'm like, dude, you're not, you're not like, you're, you're not America's ass, you're America's elbow, dude. Like, that's who you are. Um, 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 I'm not, I don't, I don't, I think they're just trying to, to, to make us feel, feel something. But I think on paper, I like what they did on paper, what they presented. You see why the government picked him, you know, three Medal of Honors, all this other stuff, like top of his class in West Point and all this. But like, sure, he did all that, that shit. He did. Exactly. Anything. He did all this stuff, but like he didn't save the world. He didn't fight. He didn't fight aliens. Like we're just giving it to this dude who got who got some honors. And I just think like they're, they're trying to do something. Boy Scout. He is, and they're trying he to is. and they want someone to control. Like they want someone to control. And we don't see we see that switch turn as we get further into the episode when he starts using his influence to get his way, like going to the prison cell and getting them out. Uh, and saying, you know, oh, yeah, I'm doing it. Or you're going to work with me or you're going to get out of my way. Like at first we got this all homebody, you know, American apple pie type of situation in, in the beginning of the episode. And now, as we're all noticing, he's like a dick. And oh, and yeah. and then he's just trying to relate to them. The chin and it's just gave not me a even working. The, it's just not even that, working, though. Like, he's, he's trying to relate to them and it's not working. He's trying to talk like, dude, like. Uh, one of the things I saw online when they were asking, like, oh, have you done this? They should be like, yo, were you able to pick up uh, Mjolnir? No? Then fuck out of here. I think this is a, because, um, Mark, you, like you said, you read the comics. I think there's some major spoilers coming for us because uh, we kind of see where this guy is going. Um, but um, I want to start with you, Mark, with um, Falcon and Bucky's interactions in the therapy scene. How did you feel about the relationship <laughs> that we see with Falcon and Bucky and how, how we much, got how that? How much you want to get? How much closer you want to get? Is this close enough? <laughs> you mean that? <laughs> I got to tell you, they, they amplified the chemistry that they had in Civil War. And I think it was just, I could just watch a sitcom with those two. I don't even need to see anything else. <laughs> just the time two bantering back and forth. That's a whole episode right there. Yeah, me, me and my wife were watching that scene, and we feel like they actually may have ad libbed some of those scenes. <laughs> some of the stuff because you see their like off screen like chemistry, and it felt like that same energy like on screen. 
Yeah, but that's what we want. I mean, that's what we wanted from the show. Like, I wanted the action set pieces we saw in episode one, but I wanted the two grumpy old men fighting each other all the time because of what we got. And I think you know the two the two of them, uh, Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie, they just play off each other so well. And I think that's going to carry this show aside from also the story and, and all the action set pieces. Mm-hmm. Ralph, what, what was your take I on that? I agree. I, I feel the chemistry is amazing. I, when they were sitting close to each other and they're getting closer and closer, I was waiting for, you set my soul on fire. This show turned different. <laughs> um, but I love the chemistry that, you know, you feel like that old buddy cop thing and you know they play off of each other and you can tell that there's some genuine love between the characters and the actors oh yeah and 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 it, and it showcases a lot that i show with what they've been through bucky and him going back and forth just even like the little banter when they're on a mission together and he's just like still picking on bucky when he when bucky jump off the the plane and he tried to land and then sam goes i, I got, got that on tape i got the whole <laughs> video <laughs> The guy, he's like, I'm, he's like, I'm break that thing, <laughs> like, get it on my face. But um, I'm gonna jump ahead because I think we, this is something that has. Oh, it's I, big can we not skip the the line that he said? Like, if oh, if what? he was wrong about you, what does that say about me? That was bro. Almost broke my heart. It like that. Yeah. Oh man, that was such a line where I was like, damn, Buck, like. You, Cause you get all that like in the first episode where he's trying to atone for a lot of things that he's done, and he's putting himself through like the most like traumatizing way to repent. You know what I mean? Like, like to like be that person on top of like carrying this now, where he's just like, we see that he knew about Isaiah. We we see that like you know like he's struggling with the fact like if Sam, if you're not the guy. And you don't think you're the guy. You don't. You don't think that you're a good person. What does that mean for me? I'm da- like I have so much to like pay for and and you know atone for. Like I was like, yo, this the writing is in this particular episode. The writing hit yeah. so uh, different. So What's up, Jarrell? So it the writing hit different. I mean, how did you guys feel about that line? Because that's a good line to bring up, Law. I mean, um, we'll start rough. Like, how did you feel? Like when you heard that line, especially with what we saw from Bucky in the first episode, he's atoning on a list and all that. What was your um, thoughts when that line was said when he was having that interaction with Sam when he told him? I agree. I, I was sitting there going, you know, I wasn't expecting anything. They're going back and forth. And he says the line. And I was like, oh, I was like, whoa, what the heck? Where did that come from? And I thought it was funny that, um, you know, he says it to him and he almost brushes it off like, I don't need to hear this. You know, and I was like, whoa, wait, wait, dude, he just like let you know something major here, deep in here. You're just like brushing it off. You know, and I feel like that's because he doesn't want to deal with the fact that um Cap did pick him to be the successor and he, he just gave away the shield. Mark? I think um the term is range, that the characters have such range that they can pull that off to, to jump from one extreme to the other and then jump back. And still have it be a cohesive storyline, yep. so that the manager that so the fact that they're able to throw down some good lines and then have the humor on both sides of that is great. Like um, when um, uh, U.S. Uh, now you got me doing it when John Walker <laughs> called um, Falcon his sidekick. It's like, oh, you need to be cast sidekick. Like it was going one way, and then it just went bam, and it just took a hard turn. And then they went back to whatever they were doing. So I was like, wow, this is some really good uh, conflict and writing and range for all the characters. Yes. Jarrell has a question. It's like, do you all think that there will be more super soldiers from the past? I think um, because, again, we're going to get into Elijah. We I want to wait, wait up for him. We got one. Um, <laughs> we got one big and, one. We have one one because the, the villains, they all seem we, to be, you know, yeah. super soldiers. And also, too, yeah, don't they, forget, we got but this. Apparently, blip. they all have they all have the serum, but we all like have agreed, like uh, you asked me, that somehow Caps was the right one. Like some some level of him plus the serum plus like the right amount of events led him to be the one that has it the like the right uh, right think- way. But I think yeah. um, with with seeing with the flag smashers right now, so pretty much this is this is we're gonna answer your question right now, Jerome. Is that again we got the terrorist group, the flag smashers, who appear to have the super soldier syndrome. 
but um, there's something that's introduced or someone who is mentioned who has a big history in the back in the back scenes of Marvel with creating various super soldiers, um, the power broker. Who is the power broker? Um, and we're gonna get into you know how this all leads up with other characters, but um, yes, I think the power broker is going to be responsible for more super soldiers. But what are your guys' thoughts on the power broker hearing that name drop, Mark? Because I know you definitely know this character from the comics. Please go ahead, enlighten us of the power broker. All right, here's, here's 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 the problem with that. I I I I, uh, I took the Kool Aid with Wandavision, and I was like, "Oh, this means something. That means something. I'm gonna do it. this time." I'm like, nope. I'm just gonna see it and just keep it moving. I am not gonna speculate because that's how you get disappointed. Mm -hmm. so I'm like, yep. "All right, they mentioned it. Let's see what their version is before I just go down that rabbit hole of oh, it's gonna be this, and Reed Richards is gonna show up, and then uh, Doctor Strange is gonna fly down, and then none of that happens." I'm like, "Well, this is a sucky show. Not happening this time. <laughs> not happening this time." Ralph, <laughs> I have to agree with Mark. It's like you sit there going, "They just said power broker. It's a freaking trick. They're trying to trick us, like in the, like they do it once. They're trying to throw all these red herrings. Fool me once, and I'm gonna be all off exactly. the going, You're you're the you're the villain. You're the villain. You are ah. I don't know, man. I feel like it was put there on purpose to throw us off. I mean, it's it's and 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 we're gonna lead in with my speculation with the power broker only because it's like it's interesting that they name dropped him because of he has a history with John Walker. He has a history with, with um, another character who we're going to talk about. Um, Jarrell is going Red Guardian from Black Widow, Super Soldier. Maybe who knows? I mean, he's David Harbor after um, what is it? Um, getting lost from Stranger Things, but we may see. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. But um, Tone Law, what did you guys feel about the name drop of the Power Broker? Yeah, Tone. I mean, so I think I think it's true. It's definitely I can follow along. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of with you guys, like how it's kind of been a red herring. From the WandaVision, I was like, Mephisto, Mephisto, Mephisto. <laughs> I mean, shit, the power broker could be Mephisto. Mephisto may show up in, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, but I also I also think with WandaVision, too, we were able to pinpoint Agatha showing up. Like, we knew it was going to happen just based off, the, based off the characters we saw. Here, I'm not so sure because we've got four episodes left and we're trying to see what Zemo has been up to and how they're bringing Zemo in. And is Zemo, while he's a consultant with them, is he still kind of pulling the strings from the background? What's he been doing in his cell while listening to Mozart, right? So I, that's that's what I think. Or, or maybe, you know, Zemo ends up being some sort of power broker adjacent. But even though his whole thing was... Even though his whole thing from Civil War was that he doesn't like super soldiers, but um, so I'm not. I'm I'm honestly I'm honestly not sure. I think it would be cool if we bring in another character, but I also think is it worth it to bring in another name drop character? And then what are we going to do with them? How far is this super serum stuff going to go down the future for for Marvel? Aside from like having the Flag Smashers doing the thing, trying to unite the world, you know, one people and all that because of uh, of the happenings of the blip. Um, you know, it also could be leftover stuff from the facility in Russia. We 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 really don't know. I think you know what everyone's point is saying is like, it's a red herring, yes. and uh, yeah, I'm I'm I'll wait to be proven wrong at this point. I'm not making wild ass speculations. Exactly. <laughs> well, right. no, no, what what is your thoughts on the power broker? I'm gonna co-sign uh, with the Zemo <laughs> with the Zemo actually being the power broker adjacent. Like I, I feel like they're gonna name drop him and just be like. He's been pulling the strings in the background, this time third, and that's like an alias, another alias that he has. Um, but we'll see. Uh, I'm not like too hung up on it because I don't know that the power broker, unless it does, will play such a big part of their next uh, few phases. So it's something where I'm like, it could it could be a big thing right now, but it doesn't have to be. So I don't know if they they're gonna spend a lot of time to focus on it. All right, here we go. Here we go. Watch this. Power broker, supreme power, 
Squadron Supreme is now confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> See, those, those are no so, so, so I went down the rabbit hole of the Power Broker because he is a big character in the Marvel mm -hmm. Universe. He's actually giving people some of their powers. It's, you know, mm -hmm. what um, I'm going to skip over this quick question of the, actually, I'm just going to give a shout out to Aaron Kellerman, who is actually the lead um, flag smasher, the leader of the Smag, flash, smag, um, flag smashers. <laughs> I can't even <laughs> say the name. Um, but she also was Enfys Ness and Han Solo, and she's also been casted in the 2020 Willow movie. So she pays Carly, um, and I'm not going to say the last name, but it is a spin off of the actual Flag Smasher from the comics. It's who is Carl, right? It's gender swap. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but now getting into Power Broker, I mean, we're now introduced to Battlestar Lamar Hopkins, who is Hopkins, who is a comic, who is a who is in the white character needs a black best friend. Yo, it was so cringy. <laughs> Yo, it was it's, so cringy. Like the way he comes in. So it was. Just, I was like, like, me and my wife are watching, and she's like, "What the fuck is this, <laughs> bro?" But so, but this the is fact the thing, they gave him a black wife. I was like, "Okay, now you're trying to get me to empathize with him even more." <laughs> then then you were like, "But his best friend is black, and his best friend believes him." I was but like. It, Fuck out of here, son. But it makes sense because again, this is how oh comics. he was introduced in the comics was this way. It was Battle Star, it was him and all that. It and was the, uh, and the Bucks. But, but, wait, 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 wait. In all fairness, they 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 messed up when they introduced Battlestar in the comics. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Battlestar was no, 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 no. They called him something else, which is a whole degradatory term for black mm -hmm. people. Mm. Because you know, mm -hmm. Bucky for Bucky is fine, but Bucky for yeah, yeah, yep. that's what they had to go back in there and fix it. So I'm, I'm just gonna put that in there so people know that um, in the comics they had to fix it. It's not that nose; it's that nose and that chin. But, I but mean, I did know. I thought it was his friend. I, I didn't think that was his his boo. I was like, was, what? Uh, well, wait, I, I, I'm gonna go into this now again. We're going back to the power broker. We got Lamar Hopkins introduced. We know how Lamar Hopkins, Hopkins. And John Walker get their super soldier serum, which is through the power broker. Because mm -hmm. originally, John Walker was the patriot, or no, the, the, the super, the yeah, no, he was a pa super patriot yeah, in the yeah. comics. And they meet the power broker, gives them the powers. Do you think we're going to see now get that type of origin? And if the power broker has been introduced, are we going to see characters like um, Screamy Mimi, who became Songbird, or characters like Demolition Man, um, who got their powers from the power broker? Do you guys think that we're going to get that origin story with um, John Walker and um, Lamar, a.k.a. Battlestar? Uh, we will start with Ralph. It's a possibility, especially if they're going to go the power broker route. Um, and because, you know, of course, everything's intermingled in Marvel Comics. You know, this leads to that. That leads to this. In the comics themselves. But in the movies, for some reason, they, they, they're like... Well, you saw that in the comics, so we're not going to even touch that. We're not even going to let you know that that exists. We're going to probably like mention the name out of nowhere, and then you guys are going to all be like, ooh, ah, and then we're not going to do nothing. <laughs> be quiet, but there is another demolition man. He came before Stallone. <laughs> Mark, what do you think with that? Um, the only... I keep on saying, I keep on going back to not going down that rabbit hole. You're going down that rabbit hole today, Mark. Let's go. Um, <laughs> don't do it, Mark. Don't do it. How many times did they did they hint uh, Mr. Sinister? And did well, you that, was see? that was Fox. That's that wasn't Marvel. That was Fox. The Fox same, was bad. Same, same, <laughs> same, same thing. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. The the closest the closest rabbit hole I will give you is that um Patriot. Is gonna be in the in the the next Avengers, like because remember they did ten years, so ten years from now, we can have a Cassie, um, Patriot. You already got a Hawkeye's uh, daughter. Who else? My man. Oh, all missing is Hulkling, right? I think that's the only one we're missing yeah. so far. We're, we're missing Hulkling, and uh, and I think they're gonna probably add Riri Williams to them. That's that's my yeah. guess. Well, they're already cast. Oh yeah, yeah. We were yeah. we were we were going to talk about that, but no, I was talking about the power broker theory with um, uh, Lamar and and um, Sean Walker getting that super soldier syndrome. <laughs> well, that's not going to happen. Oh, okay, they're, they're not going to get. Not, they're not going to get powers. I'm not going to. I'm not going down that. I'm not going down that route. I would. I would. I would think that they are going to get powers, but like they're going to get some like bad batch kind of like the bad like, batch. 
Yeah, I, I think something's gonna something's gonna happen. Yeah. Like it's gonna be so. Like so, remember so. Remember the one. So Steve S, you were talking about you know Captain America, uh, being like the right fit for the Super Soldier Serum, and remember like the one key thing we learned about the Super Soldier Serum back in fucking so long ago was that it's not just enhancing your physical self, but it also enhances your mind and the type of person person you are. So Steve was a selfless hero and that yeah. amplified it to mm -hmm. captain america red skull was a fucking asshole nazi so that's like came. Well, so here mind, i think he if jumped he on it, a grenade yeah free yeah like taking the serum exactly. like that's where yeah. when, when bucky said have you ever jumped on a grenade before and he said yeah many he's like mm, like so not I, the I same think, thing i think that that if they do get the super soldier serum, even if it's the right one i think the wrong attributes are going to be amplified and then that's when that 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 tipping point is going to happen Right, so he goes from being like this, this soldier, this person who works for the government, trying to be the best captain that he is under his own words, mm. and his judgment based off his battlefield experience is going to take him over the edge and turn him into uh, an antagonist. I don't know if like a big bad, but definitely like not. You don't want this dude rocking Captain America colors. You know, he's got the piece on the side, so you know, well, and, he already, and he already shot somebody. You know, he yeah. shot him in the leg. We'll see. You know, we still got four episodes right, left before he commits well, murder. But, but, but the, and the, we know why Cap, like from the first, uh, first Cap movie into the second, into every other movie, we see that we he doesn't, uh, like use a pistol anymore or any type of like you know uh, ammunition or kind of kind of uh, weapon because he wants to reduce ca uh, civilian casualty. So, the like the fact that like Walker's like hey, I studied his tapes and this is this, this. It's like did you though? Like, do you, do you know, like, Mays is not rocking the pistol since, like, way back when, before he went on ice? Like, come on. But here's the thing. Like, what Tony said, like, you know, enhances your personality. John Walker in the comics is an asshole. Even when he's leading yep. the West Coast Avengers, uh -huh. he's an asshole. He's, like, he, like, he's just straight dirtbag. Like, they don't like it, but he's still a man of justice and all that. And, no, oh, yes, Wallace kids will also be in the next Avengers, too. Yes, John. Oh, yes, yes. You know that, that, was, which, that was, yeah. Uh, we're just picking up all the this. Young Avengers organically. Yes, we are. We are. We're getting them organic. I've been see, telling that's, you. I've been that's, that's a good, that's a good uh, lean. Yeah. That you can see all I the agree. little things happening now. And then, like I said, 10 years down the line, they're going to be all adults. Like, holy crap. This is from all the way back then. They knew what they were doing. Yep. We got the Young Avengers versus Annihilus. That's what we got. <laughs> but this is the thing. We got um, another important character, Zia Bradley, who's the grandfather of, again, Elijah Bradley, who is known as Patriot in mm -hmm. the Young Avengers. Right. Um, Isaiah has held the mantle of Captain America, which we find out from Buck that he was a super soldier. We know in the comics he was a Captain America. Yep. So are they going to lean into that? And they actually lean into his backstory very heavily too because that's what happened to him in the comics. He was in jail for a few years because they put him, he was one of the surviving experiments, uh, people who they experimented on. Not, they are not pulling any punches with a lot of like the... The, the tones, racial overtones, mm -hmm. like any of that, I was mm -hmm. just like, "Ooh, y'all gonna, uh, gonna even lead the, into this?" Even the whoop whoop in Baltimore too. Yo, <laughs> yes. like, bro, all of it, and I was just like, because like, we saw from the first episode, like the the uh, the bank, the bank guy, guy, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Oh, okay, this is how it's gonna be." But like, this episode was so driven by so much stuff that I was like, it's going to make people uncomfortable to watch this but shit. That's the thing. This is not new narrative from Marvel. This is stuff that they're pulling from comic stories no, in no, no, the no. 80s. I'm, and that's I'm, what's fantastic about it. I'm saying that it's, it's newer for Disney's approach because Disney like does it very, <laughs> very light, very vaguely, very uh, yeah. like, yeah. you know, they'll touch upon it briefly and then they'll just let it go. They're like, nah, we're leaning all the way into this with everything. Like I know yeah. we we like mentioned it in passing if they were gonna touch this topic and then the fact that they talked about the whole financials thing that that uh, his family's dealing with but then doubling down on Isaiah Bradley and using his legitimate history and lore and all the other stuff and him being in Baltimore not just Harlem is like them really trying to have this conversation with folks in a yeah. in a way just to kind of just to kind of see it like not put it in your face but also be, be like this is just the thing and it, we're dealing with it and this is this is it uh yeah. and i think i think they're they're towing the line as they should and um 
But yeah, oh yeah, 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 they did. But um, this leads um, me into. A so we'll see how they how they deal with that, especially when when Sam eventually takes up the mantle of Captain America. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to ask you guys a question with everything that's going on because you see Sam is looking at all this, learning about Isaiah Bradley, learning about his story, learning about like you know all the stuff that's happened, the scene that happened with the. Do you think that this is going to affect um, Sam's decision and make him want to take up the shield? And Mark, we'll lead in with you with that. Yes, of course. Um, I think that Falcon needs to go through his journey of acceptance because you figured you didn't want to. You didn't want to have the shorthand at the end of uh, Avengers Part Four. Like, here's a shield. Thanks. Now I'm in charge. No, he had to go through that journey, and and I like that they're really hitting hard with a lot of things that you can see the transition from one to the other. So he's no longer just Falcon. He's that's it. He's over with. Falcon is gone. Now he's you know, Captain America. He accepted his Captain America. And I believe, hopefully, at the end of the series, he will be everybody's Captain America. Oh, love that. Ralph. I completely agree. I feel like, um, you know, we were talking about how, how the acting was uh, was amazing in this episode. I feel like when um he actually sees, you know, uh, the, the character of the old Captain America, you know, and Isaiah. Like, yeah, Isaiah. When he actually sees Isaiah, he's, he's like, Whoa! Did I make a mistake? You almost feel like he thinks it in in the in the episode. You go, did I make a mistake at handing the shield over? Because you know, in the because I just had that feeling in that scene. It it really was intense, and I feel like when he saw him, he was like, "Damn it! I maybe I should have given the shield up." It 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 for me that social commentary was there because again. I like the fact, again, like, and a lot of people are probably not going to like it, but these are stories that Marvel did in the 80s, yeah. late 70s. So these are old stories they're pulling from. And I like how it's, you know, trying to help with also talking with today's social issues. And I like how it's affecting with Sam's character. Like he's seen this and, you know, yeah, I want to be that guy who is everybody's Captain America. I want, because it's like, again, um, John Walker, when he was first introduced, he was saying that Steve Rogers was outdated. That yeah. you had to be replaced. That was the whole thing about mm -hmm. John Walker's story. And then he realized how much he messed up. And it, and if they even do that route, the story, spoiler here, in the comics, his family gets gunned down because he's, again, he's an asshole in the comics. He gets his powers from the power broker. And like Tone said, like, hit this, whatever super soldier, it may amplify his personality and he may realize his mistakes. Then that's when he picks up the U.S. agent mantle and starts working in secret. Um, And, and, and again, I, I want to learn more. And do you guys think that with the introduction of Isaiah Bradley, are we going to get even more of a backstory of legacy characters in the MCU? Like how we got to see yeah. um, Ant-Man, like uh, Michael Douglas's version of Ant-Man. We got to see him like he was active at one point with um, Michelle Pfeiffer's um, Wasp at one point. Um, we we see like, do you guys think we're going to get more legacy heroes in the Marvelverse um, in the MCU before Iron Man? Um, I think so. Like, not even not even just mentioning that we got, we're going to have Riri Williams, but we've had so many of these characters with us for like years now that. We we've been saying it for so long. Like a lot of these heroes, their hero name or their hero title is just a title, so you can hand that to another person. Hawkeye can hand over his mantle to his daughter. Like all these characters can do. Um, so for sure, it's going to definitely happen. Well, not like I say. I mean, like you know, like characters in the eighties, the seventies, to show that there were heroes. Oh active yeah, in those yeah, ages. yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, you, I mean, we were thinking about it when we were doing our WandaVision deep hole when we were thinking about Blue Marvel. Blue Marvel was, mm. I mean, when we were talking about it, he's a, he would be, at this time, if they considered they do the, the timeline, he would have been an older hero. Mm -hmm. um, and he just, you know, went into hiding. Okay, I forgot what we had mentioned. But I think, I think as we go further down the line, I'm sure we're going to see Marvel pick and choose from these storylines, especially in the TV shows. I'm not sure if they'll do it in the movie since the movie will have like the grander themes playing. But definitely in the TV shows, as we've got the ability to to bring in uh, older characters to put in to give our main characters more narrative, and I think you know I don't know if we're gonna see Isaiah again. I hope I hope we do. I hope I hope uh, Sam goes back to him and they have that conversation, and it'll be really good. It'll be really good to see and also to plant the seeds of his uh, of his grandson becoming Patriot, because I don't I don't think I'm hoping it's not just him and a cameo. And it's kind of like, oh, that's Patriot. And then we'll see him like X amount of years later. It's kind of like that seed is planted and maybe there's a relationship between him and him and Falcon. 
Mark? I think uh, it would be kind of cool to see some flashbacks. And now, because um, since Bucky is a quote-unquote time traveler, you can use him <laughs> as the catalyst for other things. So you can have a scene of Sebastian Stan working with another actor playing a young Carl Lumbly back then. And you can tie that in to other things. So he can be the catalyst because he signed for you know however long he wants that Disney money. That's the perfect time to use him as an introduction for a lot of characters that they can do. So you have the familiarity and the new things, especially with the whole time travel. Because keep in mind, like Winter Soldier has was just like put on ice, woke up, did a thing, put on ice, and like that's the like exactly that's what, yeah. you know. Mark, he was you able just to say the, say that way the whole time. Mark, you just said something dope that that had me think back to the comics too, because Winter Soldier has fought everyone's favorite X-Men, Logan. I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> oh, man. X -Men, oh, Jesus. X-Men deep dive. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's there. That's the history of Ralph. It's the history, you, yeah. I know. What do you just think, Ralph? Wait until November after Eternals, and then we can do this again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny. I, I feel like um, they're moving in the direction to introduce the X-Men. I don't think they're going to do anything major until that multiverse story. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's going to be the catalyst for the for the for the X Men to show up. I feel like that's that's the thing. I feel like um, if anything was going to happen, it would have happened in One Division. Um, so far, this story doesn't seem to have anything to do with the multiverse, like Wanda did. So I, I'm wondering, you know, not not that they're finished yet, but it, it'd be interesting to see if they have a tie in here, what it would be, you know. But it all looks like it's moving towards the whole Doctor Strange movie with the the multiverse. And I know the next Spider-Man movie had um, there's rumors of what's actually going on. Not that anybody knows exactly what's going on, but you know the 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 multi the Spider-Man multiverse is supposed to be in that one as well because we're supposed to have Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and all of them in it. So I, I'm really interested to see what they do with this. I like the multiverse ideas. Um, when DC does it, it's amazing. When Marvel does it, it's amazing. It's usually because they want to make money, but sometimes they do good stories. <laughs> All right. Since you brought up Spider Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to bring this up because this has been bothering me for a while. <laughs> the post blip world seems pretty darn good and happy go lucky, as opposed to the 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 horror and this dismay of how the world was in Avengers. Like, it, there's no information. Like, everything looks the same, and we're five years ahead. This that's not sitting right with me especially in the Spider-Man, it was too lighthearted. And then in Wanda, and now here, it's like, there's really, you don't really have any, any, any weight to how the world was. Remember, everything was all dark and gray and things were closed down. It was like the pandemic. So, and then <laughs> they're all happy and lucky, like everything's fine. I, they, some, they need to address that, and I don't think they're doing a good job. I think, I think right now they're, they're, they're trying to figure it out because um, we got remnants of that when we met Director Hayward. When Hayward had a different relationship post blip with Monica, she he wasn't the same person that she recognized. And like they said, a lot of people who came back from the blip, it's like it was like yesterday for them. No, so I don't. I don't mean world. people. I meant the actual look of the world. The environment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everything's very, everything's like, fixed. Everything's fine. Everything. Yeah. Because everything was saying because you know when you're watching the movie, you saw that the world was kind of decrepit. Um, some neighborhoods were kind of empty. You know, you had a certain feel to the world, and I don't feel. And I feel. I see what he's saying. Wandavision doesn't have that feel. Um, Spidey didn't have that feel. Even um, this this show right now doesn't have that feel of that. What whatever happened, you know. And it's only been like a, a, from what we know, it's only been a couple of months after the blip. Right, because you have yeah. people coming back from the blip. We I think we talked about it a couple episodes back where we were like, when they come back from their blip. They come back wherever they were. So if they were in a plane in the sky, if they were on a boat in the ocean, if they were <laughs> driving a car, whatever they were doing, they're just there. And it seems too like I, I get where we're in a superhero world where like, you know, it's a disaster happens almost every day. So they're prepared to like, you know, fix and, and, and manage afterwards. But it feels too like, oh man, like people just came out of nowhere. And like, traffic is the worst, is the least of your concerns right now. Yeah. You know Actually, mean? what I, mean, I would like think, to see. Uh, no, I was gonna say what I would like to see because Marvel and DC kind of have. Um, a series that they've done and has actually followed teams of people who go in there and clean up the world after it's a mess. 
Yeah, damage, that actually, damage control. Yeah, damage control. I would love to see them actually introduce a series like that, um, where they're like, yeah, okay, this explains it. So we have a whole union of guys that go out there and fix the shit up because they're getting paid on the union. <laughs> yeah. But go uh, ahead, Tony. No, I mean, I think I, I I agree with your point. Like the world doesn't look as bad as it did in Endgame, especially like you know we get that overhead shot of the harbor or 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 City Field or anything yes. just kind of all <laughs> fucked up, and then how, now we're back to the way everything was. But I think I think I think they should do a better job with the setting. But I know they keep trying to weave in narrative plots, like Seabass said, director Hayward. What we're getting from the Flag Smashers about their whole thing about how there was some there was some World there government. was a yeah there was a vacuum there was a vacuum for those five years of all the governments being mm -hmm. borderless wanting to go back to that as opposed to people just showing back up immediately after the blip and going back as if the status quo never changed people who were gone for five years and then just going back into power and getting everything back so i think they're trying to have those stories but also not doing the best job of showing the this new this new world after the events of, of Endgame, and I think they could probably do a, I think they should do a better job of at least portraying that because we're noted, we you know we notice it. It doesn't take me out of it, um, but we do notice it. Oh yeah, yeah. Look right back into the street, right between the bus. Um, so no, now we have Zemo. Zemo makes his long-awaited return at the end of the episode. Um, it's coming back. Obviously, we we don't have any context yet. We just know that um falcon and bucky are going to go meet him to like you know kind of track down like what's, what's going on but with the introduction of the power broker which i'm going to keep going back to him and the fact that songbird if we ever see her because she is one of the power brokers lines with zemo coming back in the picture do you think that we're going to get thunderbolts as a future storyline in the mcu mark i'll let you leave with that um it's hard to say because in this case you only have four episodes left and how much can you do in less in under four hours? Like you got to do a major lot of work to set any of this stuff up and still resolve whatever's going on. Cause now we have a mystery. We don't know what's going on. Just like with, uh, with, I go back to just like with WandaVision, you know, all these theories and like, I'm like, you only have this much time. How are they going to do it? And then they didn't. So I think that if they do, it's going to be very subtle. For anything happening, I mean, you have to think. What what's gonna? There has to be some major battle. There has to be him taking up the mantle. That's that's like two hours right there. So now we're just left with two hours of the four to to enter to enter, to put all this stuff in. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna say I don't know. Ralph. Yeah, I, it feels to me like at least with one division, you have way more episodes. So you you had a feeling that something might happen with it. Uh, I feel like with this, you, he's right. There's four episodes left, unless all of a sudden they're gonna say two of those episodes are two hours long or something. Um, it, it gets kind of um, frustrating because you're like, okay, so you want them to do this and this and this and this, but they don't really have enough time to do it. I would love to see a, a Thunderbolts in the MCU and see what that, how that would look like. You know, you know, and I, I like what you're what you're talking about. And I'm, I'm to your from your mouth to um D Disney Marvel's ears. <laughs> Listen, all I know we got ten years of contact promised by Kevin Feige for Marvel, so I wouldn't put him past <laughs> well, him because was Thunderbolts on the list. Um, I think it was on the list because, like, I mean, we're getting introductions to Young Avengers. We know Zemo ends up building the Thunderbolts. Um, so then know... maybe Young Avengers versus Thunderbolts. That'd be an interesting way to go. That's a nice way to build it up. Ten years, have the big fight. It can also um, end up being a future show where we have the because again we have Thunderbolt Ross who becomes Red Hulk. Um, maybe like um, again, yes, we, we'll we'll shout this out, Jarrell. Yes, Thunderbolt Ross. <laughs> Hopefully we get that. But um, I see it as, you know, because Thunderbolts was another superhero team introduced in the Marvel Universe. And I right now you have your big bad um, who's been casted, which is Kane the Conqueror, which, again, had a major um, was it a major part in putting together the young Avengers as his young self. So we'll see what that gets introduced. But again, they promised 10 years of content. There's some properties that they haven't named yet in their lineup. There's stuff that's officially named, and I think we're going to hear more. But um, Tony Law, I want to get your take on that. Um, do you think that we will get Thunderbolts from um, Zemo? I mean, it makes it makes 
logical sense, right? Like yeah. that we have these characters. Uh, we are getting Abomination back in the new She-Hulk show, um, and we have some existing characters that we haven't we haven't seen um, for a while. I think uh, one of them, I believe, is uh, the bat the the villain in Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, I think she's a part of that crew. Um, we also have Taskmaster. Uh, yeah, that's what I was looking yeah. up. Uh, and we also have Taskmaster, uh, and we will find out finally in in May when we can watch it on on <laughs> Disney Plus. Uh, what, what, what we've Thirty been, bucks. What we've been calling for X amount. Listen, I mean, with two pe- with four people in my household, it's a steal. Um, <laughs> Thirty dollars to watch it over and over again. Um, it makes sense. I think. I think we can. I think we can. I think it'd be really dope. I also don't know the actor who who plays Thunderbolt. I like how long he's been signed on for. He shows up every once in a while, and I don't remember him seeing anything kind of kind of come up. But I think it's it's not out of the realm of possibility to do the Thunderbolts because we have the villains to do it. Right. Yeah. True. Do you guys think that this would be Marvel's answer to uh, DC's um, what's it called Suicide Squad? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just get James Gunn direct it. I don't, I don't know. So, so much as it's answer, so much as it's just their thing. You know yeah, what I mean, Disney I, doesn't I, 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 have to do any answers right now. Disney has all the money. Right. Disney has all the stuff. They, they, they don't need to answer nothing. <laughs> Disney's right. their card. That's it. On, on, like, their, yeah. on their worst day, Disney is still doing so much better. <laughs> it's so, true. Yeah, so we got that, and the Young Avengers. So what's interesting is that, um, and 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 I think me and you, Tony, were mentioning this in passing is that Riri Williams may pay may may replace Iron Lad in the um in the Young Avengers. We still have to see Hulking if Hulking is going to be there. Mark, I think you mentioned Hulking, yeah, um, which we all know was a scroll, and Miss Marvel we know has been casted, and then we know that America Chavez has been casted as well, mm-hmm. um. Yeah. I mean, so, we might get Hulkling as a scroll because we are getting Secret Wars. Yes, we are getting that as a TV show, so mm-hmm. um, we will be getting more scroll action uh, down the line. So, with Captain America and Falcon, what are you guys most excited? I mean, I know that a lot of us don't want to speculate too much, but what has you guys excited with what they set up so far in the MCU? With the fact of Elijah Bra- Elijah Bradley, who's set up a lot of Captain America lore already, right there. Um, what has you guys excited, and what are you hoping? Um, and I know again, this is getting speculation. What are you hoping? Yeah, uh, Isaiah Bradley. Sorry, uh, Elijah is his grandfather. Is his grandfather? Yeah, grandfather. That's all good. <laughs> William, what you with this, Ralph? Before it called out and shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think what what everybody wants is to see um, the Falcon Captain America uh, hybrid, you know, because I it's just an amazing concept to, that he kept the wings because he didn't just become Captain America. He was Falcon as Captain America, which is you know what I liked the most. They didn't take away from him and make him like this other character that he wasn't. You know, he kept the wings, and it was a whole different version of Captain America. And uh, I think that's what people want to see is that Falcon Captain America version that we saw in the comics. And I, uh, that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. Mark, my bar is very low. I just want to <laughs> see uh, Falcon. Uh, fighting U.S. agent. <laughs> <laughs> you want the one thing that we oh, are pretty happen. much ninety nine point nine percent guarantees. Well, I mean, they could they could be like, all right, the black guy's gonna fight the black guy, and the white guy's gonna fight the white guy. <laughs> nah, I want I want I want like I said last episode, I want Bucky to watch all his boys and be like, if y'all, what do y'all make a move? I fucking all y'all up and let Sam run the hands with this fucking homelander wannabe. Because US agent is stronger, physically stronger than Falcon. Really? And so if all he has is the shield and some wings, fighting somebody who can lift 10 tons, that's not really a realistic fight. Well, my whole theory is this I'm waiting for the power broker. That's it. So, I, really? Also, I had someone, no idea. Someone also <laughs> said someone also said that they should give they should give um uh, what's his name? U.S. Agent. The work, the same way that uh, Buck and um, and uh, Cap did to Iron Man in Civil War. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm on so, one. Yes, I'm here for it. I'm here. The fact that we're the fact that we're calling battle battle. What's his face? A washer? Like we don't even discuss him like that. Like we're just <laughs> oh, like, yeah, about battle. Yeah, yeah. man. Like, come on. <laughs> He's wearing the Kevlar, dude. Like, get out of here. Kevlar's covering his fucking name tag. I'm, I'm you, you wash, bro. Wash. Uh, it's, 
<laughs> Go ahead, Toad. No, you, Toad, I, I, what, what I'm what I'm excited for is a couple things. So I'm here for more uh, Winter Soldier choreo- choreographed fights. Like I love his combat style in Winter Soldier. Yes. The shit's so cool when he's fighting and then he's dropping the knife and picking it up. Him catching the shield. I'm here for Winter Soldier combat style, Bucky. But I am excited to see what they do with Zemo. Uh, Zemo was, uh, for lack of a better term, Civil War was pretty much one of those "quote unquote" perfect superhero movies. But Zemo, as the just wasn't used to the caliber. He's a very intellectual type of character, and as his line says, uh, "When you have patience, you have time. With these, a man can do anything." I want to see that in this show, which is why, like, I got that whole thing of maybe him being the power broker, or him being like a bigger, a bigger person, right? And then seeing him don the mask and just 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 utilizing him as a villain in a way that they couldn't do in Civil War. That's what I want to see. Law. I think same. Like I want to. I'm here for all like stuff. Zemo. I'm sure that he's going to be these. Uh, if he's anything like his co- comic book counterpart, then it's going to be a hell of a show, even more so than it already is. Um, I'm with Tone. I'm just, I'm just looking forward to seeing Buck give someone the absolute work. <laughs> like I know, just give someone work. That's all I want to see. Like, I you know. don't need, you don't need those words. I'll just do it for you for free. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> Bucky, a hundred percent wants to smoke. He is always down for it. I also want to see, like, someone mention it, like, and it doesn't have to happen in show, but like, because I know we're getting like into the more serious parts of the show, but. When when Bucky was like, yeah, I've been trying this online dating thing and this is this, this. Like someone was like, who do you think taught him online dating? And everyone was like, Shuri. And I was like, oh my God. And I was like, they were like, that's what we want to see. We want to see like flashbacks of him in Wakanda, which I, which I think should absolutely happen. We should see a lot of what that process of healing was like for him, or at least that time of peace that he, you know, been looking for for his entire life, essentially. Um, but see that interaction between him and Shuri because I guarantee him and Shuri, like Shuri was just like, I got you. You're like, you're fine. Like, come, come with me. So the next topic I want to get into, because I mean, we could cover Falcon and Winston Soldier all day, but we had another great show that started. So I wanted to get your guys thoughts because I mean, we mentioned Homelander. How did you guys feel about Omni-Man? And we'll start with you, Ralph. Invincible. Go straight to Invincible. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I have to admit, like, I never read the comic, so my my first um, dive into this is the show itself. Uh, I didn't see that ending scene for the first episode coming. (laughs) It it surprised the hell out of me. And I was like, what the hell did I just see? What was that? And I... I gotta admit, just for that one scene alone, because you don't, it's, it's the show ended. It's over. We're putting the show the credits, and next thing you know, bam! And you're like, holy crap, what was that? And I, I need to watch the next episode. What the hell is going on? How do you get rid of everybody in the first episode? <laughs> oh my God. They are there for a, to just being mean to a plot device. Like, exactly. <laughs> Mark. It was so funny because I was watching it going, man, th- this team is very underdeveloped. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> There's a like reason for that. For no reason. Oh, I'm man. like, wow. You know, and it's, that's, that was like my my worst pet peeve with it was like how ba- how little developed the team was. And then, I, and then at the end, I was like, oh, that makes sense. That's why they didn't develop the team. <laughs> but I, I got to admit, I've watched all three episodes. It's um, entertaining. I, I want to see where this dynamic is going to go. I, I, you know, you know where it's heading, and um, I just want to see what happens next. <laughs> I love his mustache, but I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's a personal thing, though. Oh my god, his Tom Selleck mustache is fucking amazing. Oh, it is. <laughs> You're awesome, Matt. What's going on, brother? Mark, what what were your thoughts on uh, on Omni Man? I'm I'm, the, I'm I'm the same with uh, with Ralph here. Uh, I never read the comic. I knew it existed, so I saw it. I was completely shocked, and I thought that they did a couple of twists along the way, which was kind of cool. Oh, sorry, Jarrell, but you came on the show. You know how it is. Go ahead, Mark. It's still knowing what happens does not change how cool it was. 
Exactly. Yeah. I, Tony Law, yes, please. Let's go. Come on, give me your thoughts on it. Because I, I, well, Law, let's go with you because you blasted my text with it. <laughs> so I, I didn't, I didn't fully know where the show was going. I, I had heard about it through friends. Wait, so like, did you read the comic? I never read the comic. Okay. I, I just know little bits and details kind of. So I was like, all right, whatever. And then I saw that there was um on Variant, they did like a, a history of kind of thing. And I was like, all right, I'll watch that after I watch the first episode or at least the first couple episodes. <laughs> and for some reason, like in the back of my head, when he was talking, when the da- whenever the dad came on, I was like, what if they do a, like a reverse where like, this is like, what if he was a bad guy? Like, what if he didn't come from this peaceful land that helps everybody. I was like, that that seems too, like, on the nose. Like, I, and, I, and I said it, but I brushed it away. I was like, nah, he's actually being a hero. Okay, whatever. Like, haha, funny law. And then it happened, and I was like, oh, shit! I was right! But I had, like, I had so little context other than the conversation with him and, him and his son where he was just like, yeah, we come from this peaceful boy. We, you know, help and da-da-da. And I was like, I think when he got there, he was like, oh, there's other heroes. It's not going to be as easy for me to just like, yo, I'm running this shit. So he had to sit and wait. And I was 100% here for it. That whole, this show is going to be amazing. Tony, because I, I know you said you've been reading the book and all that. Come on. Bruh. I got volume 10. <laughs> <laughs> How many volumes are there total? Just like 22. I think oh, man. Uh, that's 25 and uh, I started reading it I would say this past weekend because it's on Comixology Unlimited the mm. first 10 volumes are Unlimited and I was like you know what I'm just going to read it I've got my surface I was like just, just fucking eating through this and I'm reading it so the, the whole thing when he when he goes against uh, Guardians of the Globe it happens in like volume 3 right um, and the whole point they're building it up of him just being like this, the, the hero. And, and I'm, and I knew the comic was violent. I knew it was bloody, but it wasn't like super bloody at this point. I'm like, where, where's the violence? Why is this show rated TVMA? Where's all this violence? It's like you know, people are fighting and, you know, people are getting screwed up, but there was no like gratuitous, like Robert Kirkman violence. Right. It didn't give me the boys vibe just yet. And then. Uh, they do how they did in the show where they show each of the guardians like kind of doing something in their day and then getting called up. They do that. Each person gets a gets a whole sh- page and then they get to the cave and then Omni Man comes and just murks them all and just find out like what the <laughs> uh, exactly. like what he, the? he 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 murk he mur- they all get killed and you're like who the fuck kills them and then they have the one the the splash page where it's just Omni Man just in blood. I'm like oh shit like he told his son a lie. This is all. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, now I can understand why they cast the J.K. Simmons for this because I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, so I'm watching the first episode. They show the Guardians of the Globe. I'm like, oh, okay, I see what they do. They're going to bring them in, in the beginning so you know that they exist and see what they're about and how they're just like, they're this version's Justice League of America, JLA. Right. And I'm watching. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm just getting the beats of the show, getting the beats of the comics. And I thought this scene was going to happen at the end of episode three because they gave us the first three episodes and then you have to wait every week. So what's the one thing to kind of catch you? Like in Boys season three, Boys season two, we found out that uh, Stormfront was a racist at the end of that third episode, right? right. This one, I thought, oh, Omni-Man's going to kill Guardians of the Globe episode three. And people are like, oh, shit, I can't wait to watch episode four. Like, nah, fam, right now. <laughs> I'm watching it and I'm like and I see them do each of the points when Red Flash is with his girl Aquarius is in the ocean Darkwing is doing I'm like yo they're gonna fucking off him right now <laughs> and I'm like get the fuck out of here and I gotta say the animation when he was murking all these dudes oh, oh it was so yeah. good it was so good. Yo, when he smashed Aquarius in the face with the mace and his fucking brains are, I'm like, yes! <laughs> this is why I'm here. So, so also, someone mentioned like J.K. Simmons for, for the casting, but that entire cast is chock full of fucking Yo, amazing is. voice actors. Yeah. Like, oh, or just actors in general. It but, is. Like, I found it so funny. I was like, can we not find a superhero? Like TV series 
where we're still getting um, uh, Cyborg. Like I hear his voice everywhere. He's he's a voice of one of like the teen whatever Carrie guys. Payton. Carrie Payton. Thank you. So Azaya uh, in uh, Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's, he's Cyborg. He's a uh, he's a um, he plays Wasabi in the Big Hero Six series now. Oh, so shit. question. Yeah. yeah, I just need to watch episodes two and three. I'm only I'm only in one episode. But anyway, so keep, question: no. If you guys were sitting in a bar right now, having whatever drink you wanted, and then Homelander, Omni Man, and John Walker walking through the door, what are you doing? Running. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm, leaving, I'm gonna call, but I'm, I'm gonna, gonna be so sad because I want to watch. I'm gonna call my Uber. The <laughs> with each other. First of all, John Walker is getting washed, completely washed. Homelander stands a little bit more of a chance, but he's also getting the Omni shit Man, beat Omni, out of Omni him. Man's gonna kick Omni Man's gonna, gonna come in and just wash both of there. He so beat did... the whole time traveling world on his own. Yeah, I was just gonna touch yeah, up on that. Yes. <laughs> That was another uh, moment that I was sitting there going, "Holy crap!" <laughs> oh, Listen, did I, they show when he gets uh, those 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 dudes who fucking age really fast? Yeah. So you so you only That's saw the first episode. episode. I only it's, saw the first episode, but okay. I kind of like. But so it's cool. Like I don't. Okay. I don't second, second, second episode. Second episode. Oh, okay. They do like they come in and then they discover they age really fast and they beat them and they grab them. But you see how no, he escapes. No, 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 no. This one is very different. It's very oh, different. Okay. Okay. He volunteers and he goes in on his own. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. Like, he wipes them out. He wipes out the whole civilization. <laughs> so, uh, so, okay, his, his, his it, it was funnier okay. because his wife, like the, the son, comes back home. Mark comes back home, and he's like, "Dad went through like this portal with these like aging things to another dimension." She was like, "Oh yeah, for your dad, that's just another Tuesday." She was so <laughs> she was so fucking casual about that. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, like, you just go. She even said, "Like you find out, like you'd be like, oh yeah, you know, your dad's been gone for like six months. Your dad's been gone. Like she's like very very used to it." Um, you know, when you when I think because uh, we get episode there's eight, there's eight episodes, um, and it's volumes one, two, and three. Um, so I think the last episode would probably be like when Mark finds out all the shit about his dad. Like I'm sure that's how they're gonna end it. Oh boy. Um, and then that uh, that is gonna be good. I'm sure. It's, it's I'm already it's, looking forward to it because I'm, I'm sitting there going, "This is happening. What's gonna happen when he finds out that his father's not who he thinks he is? This is getting good." Also, also the benefit <laughs> the benefit of this series, especially right now, one because of COVID, we can't really get a live action of this, but animation we could definitely do because we have you know stuff that everyone can do safely. Um, on top of the fact that Invincible, if I'm not mistaken, is a completed run, like it's done. Like yeah, they, it's done. So like they're just like, oh yeah, we could just pump this content for the next couple seasons this will be on i mean you know they've got it's 25 volumes this will be on for probably a good while i'm sure they'll you know adapt certain pieces certain arcs or whatever Mm -hmm. um you know but you get the main the main story beats is what you're 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 gonna want uh but i think you know finding out about you know uh, omni man and his whole deal and everything is it's pretty it's good it's cool i'm i'm really enjoying the enjoying the comic um it's like you know your re- regular superhero thing, but it's you know, it's got its own twist, and I'm here for it. Yep, and that's been your tone so back mo- moment. <laughs> <laughs> so no, man, you missed to... it when I, you missed it when I was talking about when fucking Omni Man killed all those dudes. That was the soapbox. Well, that, was, <laughs> that was one of those moments. But um, now that we're at that hour, because I want our guests to plug their stuff, so we're going to start with Mark. Mark, please plug away. Where can we find you? What do you do? Come on, please let our guests know. All right, so we are the official radio show of the Big Apple Con. We are on 40, 40 different podcast places, as well as four online radio stations and one terrestrial radio station. So if you happen to live in Westchester, New York, you can hear us on 88.1 FM, W-A-R-Y, every night after 10 o'clock. I don't know exactly when he plays this because it's only on the radio, and I don't live there, so I can't hear me. <laughs> um, other than that, we are on, where's my list? Hold on, I have it written down here. Uh, there it is. So we are on Wednesdays on sci-fi.radio at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. We're on Thursdays at BTD Radio at 4 p.m. On Friday, we're on IndieVolt.com at 6 p.m. 
on Good Talk Radio. We're on at uh, Saturday and Sunday at 9 p.m. And we release a new show every Monday. So you can go on to all the different podcast places. If you have any type of podcast thing, we're probably on it. Just Google it came from radio, pops up. Guys, check them out and came from the radio um, and have fun um, being a guest on your show. Me and Tommy got to drive out there um, and it was an awesome time with you and your crew. Um, definitely, guys, give them a shout out. Links are in the, also too in the um, description. Next up, we have from the BitNap team, Ritten Ralph. Come on, please tell us. Tell us well, where we can find you. What do you do? It's the Bitten Apple where we take a bag out of everything and share it with you, letting you know what it tastes like. So, first of all, of course, we are on every Saturday at 1 o'clock, you know, because we figured out that during this pandemic, a lot of you artist guys were having all this time to do a lot of art and a lot of writing and a lot of, and you had nowhere to share your wares. So we figured, hey, why don't we get this show going and have people come on, talk about what they're doing and have a chance to sell what they're doing. <laughs> so that's what we're doing now. We do it every Saturday at 1 o'clock. It's called Apple Bites. We take a bite and share it and you guys will be there at the end of the month uh april 24th if i'm not mistaken that's right and it will be a nerdtastic moment of course i am written writ ralph i have my own show the written writ where i i do a journey where me and you and you and i take a journey together to become better writers because i have this writer's journey that i've been on for ages and ages as you can see from all the books behind me a lot of them writing books and I realized that um, as much as the books show you how to write, they miss a vital component, which is that last step to becoming a writer. And that's where the journey begins, because you can have all this stuff and still not know exactly what you're going to do. And that's it. We are The Bitten Apple. You can find us on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram. We are all over the place. Just look for The Bitten Apple. That's right. Check it out. The bit and apple. Take a bite out of them guys. <laughs> thank you. No, thank you guys for coming and all that. So this has thank been your boy, Sebastian. It's your boy, Law. And your boy, Tone from across the hall. Also, tomorrow, Godzilla versus Kong. Team Godzilla! 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 Godzil